0: Okay, I'm going to share my journey with all of you about how I really started to hone in vulnerability and self-love where this came from and I know that this is going to bring everybody watching this something powerful. So yeah, get a cup of tea. I won't make this too long. <sighs> okay, so most people seem to not know this because I guess I don't like talk about it a lot <laughs> because it was such a normal thing for me because when I even bring it up with like really close friends um they always seem to be like oh what I didn't know that about you and I'm like oh shit I guess I never mentioned that um and that is that when I I was, so my parents separated when I was like six, I was very lucky because they both found their now partners who they're both married to, um, within about a year, if I'm not mistaken, after my parents separated. So I didn't really have to deal with my parents dating or anything. And so I was immediately placed in a position, um, where, you know, I was so young, And so I was like needing to be super open to this new lifestyle, this new way of, um, you know, operating. And at that time it was like the early nineties. And so, um, or I guess mid to late nineties at that point. And it was a bit weird um, for your parents to be separated. Most of my friends' parents were still together. And so I was immediately placed in a position where I needed to have a level of openness because I, um, and maybe it just came naturally to me, um, probably uh, paired with the fact that My parents were just really good at navigating this with me, and so I can honestly say I have four parents (laughs) that truly I look at as my parents, and um, they look at me as their child. My step-parents both see me as their own child, Um, you know, not in a way of, like, you're mine and you're not the other ones or whatever, but, like, in, like, a really open way, um, Actually, side note, I actually created a a group chat with the four of them at one point called Jen and her parents. (laughs) And I just thought that was super funny. So yeah, that happened. And um, my stepmom, she has a son, my stepbrother, who's truly like my brother. Um, He calls me a sister. I call him my brother. This is probably why people don't. I guess know this, but the, the thing that a lot of people don't know is that when I was 11, my mom and my stepdad went into foster care. And so whether it be for like four days or, um, 18 plus years, because my, my mom and my stepdad, they ended up adopting, um, a few children and, um, I was, I was in a position where I was the only biological child in a foster home that probably had, I don't know, mom, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're watching this, but I think maybe around like 50 kids that came through, some of which stayed for several years, some were a weekend, most were for several years there was a point where there was, I think like seven of us or eight of us. That was the most that there was, um, at one point. And I remember my mom making me feel extremely safe and extremely seen in this space. And, um, there was like a lot of interviews and stuff that you have to do when you go into the, the foster care system as, as there should be. And, um, I remember when the first two arrived, Cassandra and Shirley, And I was 11 and they were very young and they, they arrived and, you know, it was something I was really excited about, whatever, before they came and then they came and I just immediately, they like, we brought them in, we showed them their bedroom and everything. And I immediately started crying and my mom kind of, you know, panicked as a mom probably would. <laughs> she was like, "Oh my gosh, like we don't have to do this. Like I can call them and tell them that we don't have to do this." And um I was like, "No, no, no, no." I was like, "It's just I can't believe that there are children in this world that have nowhere to go, so they have to go and live with strangers." And I don't think I worded it quite in that way. I remember having this, this memory is very vivid. I, what, we were standing right by the front door. Like, that's how fresh it was. I think they were in the house for maybe a few minutes. And, um, but I said something like, I just, I feel so sorry for them. Like, I can't believe that, that this is their life. And I sort of took on like a, And I assured my mom, like, no, 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 don't send them back. That's not why I'm crying. I'm just like, you know, I think most people watching this um, or listening to this are probably very empathic or maybe identify as empaths or at least connect to it. And I just felt so much empathy for for these kids. And I kind of took it on as like a duty to... Every kid that came in to do my best to make them feel like this is their family. And, um, you know, I probably was also like, you know, fresh. I believe that children have a lot of wisdom, um, more than we do at this age as adults um, in certain ways. And so I think that I was also a child with a lot of wisdom. At age eleven, because I was still quite young, still quite connected to spirit in in that way, and um, I noticed pretty quickly, without like conceptualizing it in like a mindful way, it was just like kind of coming in through embodiment. I noticed that when I was open with them, that they would feel safe to be open. That when I was holding space for them and allowing them to feel loved, allowing them to feel seen, heard, understood, and basically just creating a space for them to feel um, to feel safe to be vulnerable, that they would relax, you know? And like, there's a number of them that stayed um, longer that I am very closely connected to and um, I love you guys you know who you are <laughs> and um, I I really did make it like a commitment to to make them feel like they had a home and like they had a family because you know they endured so much to get to that point you know like if if you're in a position where you have nowhere to go except in the foster care system undeniably you've endured a lot of trauma unless you're you know quote lucky enough to arrive when you're like, really, really, really like a baby. But even then, like, there's still, there's still trauma, there's still generational stuff, like there, there's the stuff during pregnancy, like there's all of these different factors to consider. And trust me, I was not perfect, right? Like I was a teenager. And um, eventually, and like, you know, I had my moments, and whatever, like every kid does and families and, um, you know, you fight with your siblings and stuff, because these kids actually became my siblings, they became my family. And, um, I remember this moment and I was saying to my mom and my stepdad, because all my friends had normal families, normal families. All, a lot of my friends' parents were still together. A lot of my friends had families, um, you know, that I think I had one friend that also um, had a foster family, but otherwise, it was it was just me and um, well, two. I guess one of them was a foster kid, technically, and then the other one was in the same position that I was—the biological child in a foster home. Um, but it wasn't like a normal upbringing. And I remember saying to my my mom and my stepdad, like, I just want a normal family. I just want a normal family and at the time I watched the show seventh heaven I don't know if you guys are familiar with it um it had a lot of beautiful messages and when I think about it in hindsight it was a little bit like weird as well but um for different reasons but it did have a lot of beautiful messages and there was like always like they were always welcoming in new kids and and just like kind of adopting people and taking care of people. And it wasn't by any means like a quote, normal family. And, um, my mom referenced that because she knew it would speak to me in a way. And she was just like, you know, like there is no such thing as a normal family. And, um, like, look at seventh heaven, like it's, you know, it's definitely not a normal family. And even, you know, your friends, they're, they're not normal families there's no such thing as a real normal family and I had those moments a couple of times because you know like you see in the media that this is how our families are supposed to be you're supposed to have a mom and a dad and maybe a brother or sister and I had no biological siblings um I and I wanted that so badly I so badly just wanted a mom and dad and a brother or sister and period and that was it and everything to be simple and great like it is in the mainstream media and that's just not how it was and um but my mom was so good and my stepdad were so good at just making me um not only feel loved and and cared for but also to be like this is it's it's beautiful you know and they they really always listened to me when I brought up things like this and really were so good at holding space for me. And it also made me even better at holding space for these children. And they ended up becoming this whole experience, something that, you know, was quite confronting at me in intermittent periods, but overall was just like, honestly, a blast um, throughout my, my years, 11 onwards, there were, this whole experience shaped me in ways that I had no idea, um, were going to be so potent and so powerful. And so now, especially because like my mom, my mom, especially, cause you know, like every a mother child relationship from what I've heard is like very special, very different. And it's something supposedly that we will never understand until we're a mother. And of course it's this it's there's the same aspect with the father, but you know, supposedly if you're a mom out there You get it. I don't because I don't have a child. Um, But from what I've heard, it's like quite powerful. And so my mom was always very good at making me feel super important and really like cared for and really loved. And it fueled me to give um, so much love to these kids and how it ended up impacting my life later on. I actually wanted to go and become a social worker afterwards because I was like, this whole system is so effed. And it really needs a lot of help. Um, I changed my major at one point because I had some professors that were like, you're never going to change the system. But I don't believe that that's actually true. I believe the system can be improved and it is possible. I just maybe didn't have the greatest professors. Um, And it really did help me though and show me how to hold space in a way that really makes people feel safe. And I think that that is such a superpower and I'm so grateful for it because it 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 showed me that, yeah, I was probably an empathic person already because like you know, my parents separated. I had these new parents. I had this stepbrother at such a young age. Um, but empathy is also something that can be learned. and I think that my I believe, and I think that my um, empathic skills heightened through this experience. And so now I'm able to, you know, you can put me in a room with anyone and I can be friends with them. And as long as there's, you know, just like a slight level of openness for them. And um, I really believe that that's like a huge superpower of mine. Uh, Because, and I'm not sharing this by any means to be like, I'm awesome. I just really wanted to share this story because it's not a story I ever share. And I think it's a really beautiful one. And something that I just really wanted to express and expose to everybody um, because this was probably like one of the toughest things that I went through as far, as far as like learning to live just because it was so abnormal compared to the life that all of my, my friends lived. And yet it was the thing that shaped me into who I am today. And I often get comments from people like a lot that are something like, well, I've never opened up like this to somebody before, or, um, I've never felt so seen before, or the way you held this space was just so touching and beautiful. And I felt a huge transformation within myself. And it's funny because it's like, Yeah, I can, I can quote, take credit for that, but it really is the upbringing that I had that contributed to that. And it's become such a skill, um, and a gift and a passion. And it's really something that I absolutely love to do is, is make people feel safe just just hold the space for people to feel safe to really be themselves because I've seen the impact that that has on children and on teenagers when you really allow that I remember when one of the girls Keisha hey Keisha um who's still very much a part of our family and she if Keisha if you're listening to this you totally already know the story (laughs) And I remember um, she didn't say anything when she arrived. We were the first foster home that she was ever at, and the last, which is beautiful and very rare. And um, I was the first one to make her laugh, and she. she, um, I remember my mom saying to her, like, or saying to me, "Yeah, she'll. I've I've gotten yes, no, and good out of her." Like she just didn't speak and just because she didn't want to, not because she couldn't slash didn't want to slash couldn't on a certain level, but she was like physically able to speak. And um, this is something that Keisha acknowledges me for in a really playful and beautiful way now, as far as you were the first one to make me laugh. You were the first one that I really spoke to. And it's like, you have no idea when you allow someone to be vulnerable, when you create a space for somebody to be truly vulnerable, you have no idea the, the impact that it actually has on people. Um, it, it, like you have no idea. So this is my encouragement for you to continue um, or start if you haven't started already to really hold that space when and if it feels aligned for you for others to be vulnerable because it impacts them more than you could ever know and I'm sure that you can relate to this on a level as well like when people are, are genuinely um, holding space for you to be vulnerable wow it, it really transforms something inside of you. And so, yeah, I just really wanted to share that story. <sighs> Vulnerability, love, the whole thing. It'll change your life. And so on that note, I send you all big love and be su bisu. bisu.